Yush, 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 in that um, that sand, that sand bucket at the at wood work? shop is just classic. Wait, you're backwards to the that, camera. That was amazing. That. You need to be see like that. No, because it okay. goes off sound. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Everybody ready? Is it hot? Is it something there? Yeah. Alan, if you got to get up and go, okay. get up and go. Yeah. We'll just cut and then restart. Gabe, do me a favor. Can you catch a shot of us? Oh, yeah. we're going to take a picture before the server. Okay. Yeah. He's got his fancy camera. Okay. Yeah, I brought my fancy camera. Plus, I'm going to take a screenshot off of that and use that as a picture as well. I usually have a fan here, but I got to dig it out. But let's just run. In the wrong time. <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody, and you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm your host, John Yamasato, and joining me today is Kyle Shimoguro. How's it? And we are sans Devin Nakoba right now, as he forgot about our podcast and went home. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, well, well, he'll be here at a certain point, but uh, we just wanted to get started because our guest is here, Mr. Alan Okami who is the president of Koaloha Ukulele. Alan, thank you so much for being here. Oh, good to be here. Aloha. And thanks for inviting me to, um, I think you guys said this is the first podcast being back. This is the fo- first post-COVID podcast. Yeah. It's <laughs> I mean, been a while, man. And if you guys are missing Devin, you want me to do my radio voice? Yeah, go ahead. Because we're, we're kind of talking about sure. that yeah, off camera, Yeah, turn right? it on. Turn it on. Because I have many here. different voices and personalities. Okay. This is the High Sessions podcast, right? Yeah, so do we DJ voice. Okay. Aloha, you're listening to the first High Sessions podcast after COVID-19. Thanks for tuning in. I'm here with John Yamasato and Kao Shimabukuro. We're waiting on Brother Devin Nakobo, who will be checking in real shortly. Thanks for tuning in. That's very impressed. I used to get airtime on, let's let's test the age of some of your listeners, uh, I actually would get airtime when I was in high school on Michael Q. Sang's Morning Madness show. Oh, really? I would call in and I would joke around. And, you know, I was, I was just like this 120-pound kid, right? And I, I, I guess I offended some people because my humor is a little off the wall. Okay. And so this guy said that he's going to hunt me down. <laughs> so he did when you were a kid. I guess he didn't know that I was a little kid yeah. calling in. So he's like, oh, wow. you, tell, you tell Alan, watch his back. Wow. Junior boy is coming. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, 125 pounds, not exactly a physical specimen. I was, I was a little, I'll admit now that I was a little intimidated. I would be too. Um, so I stopped calling. And when I started calling back in again, I actually got scoldings. Really? Michael Q. Sang says, don't you know I give you airtime? And you actually have like a following. You have like a fan base, and people want to hear you joke around with us. So, what did you? What did he introduce you as? Was there a, like a <coughs> name? Were you just Alan, or what? How did I, he introduce you? Okay, this is gonna be like a little caveat. I, I used to idolize the speed of Robin Williams in his stand-up, okay. so mm-hmm. I would actually practice like a stand-up shtick too, um, of which you'll get no demo because I, I suck at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need, I need to have a little bit more mm-hmm. alcohol. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I would practice stand-up. I practice radio. Um, so I would read lines and everything to see, you know, can I do a spot? Can I do a 30-second spot? Can I do a 15-second spot? Can I do a lead-in? And um, 
that was back in the day when everyone had the same voice on radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when people started using their natural voice like I'm speaking right now, yeah. it used to irk the hell out of me because that's not radio voice. Yeah. You know? Um, and, you know, I forgot you. <laughs> I forgot your question. What was I was just question? rambling on and on. You said, what did you... Oh, and then you came back on. So what, what was your... Um, I mean, did you come back on after that? What was your personality name? Oh, was was right? it was just my name. It was just Alan. Oh, okay. And, you know, so he, I think he was with Danielle Tucker at the time. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, go bananas. With oh, my yeah, cookie yeah, yeah, yeah. sang <laughs> on KQMQ. <laughs> um, so he would just say, hey, it's Alan calling. And whatever they would be talking about that day would, would go a few minutes into it. And... Um, we just have fun, you know. Well, that's good, man. I it didn't Dev- know you had that kind of... Well, speaking of radio guy yeah. who just came in. Well, so, yeah, Dev and Nicola just joined the show. Hey, Dev. Hello. Thanks Hello. for uh, for being here. Thanks for going home and forgetting <laughs> and coming <laughs> back. <laughs> I didn't go home. I got eh, quarter of the way there. And All then, right. And, so, then, and, matter, and the, the nice thing is you can come off H3 and you go right back on the plane. <laughs> you keep going. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Right, I just talked to you this I morning. I know, I know, I know, I know. But you... you Everybody knows what it's like to be on autopilot. You, yeah. you start going, <laughs> and you think what, for one second, oh, okay, oh, yeah, I have to go do that thing. And then the next thing you know, you're back on the direction mm-hmm. to get home. Well, glad you made it, man. Thank you. I'm glad Devin? I made it, too. But, uh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. You guys never met before. Devin, Alan. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice to meet you guys or have you guys meet. So, what, have you ever been threatened on, on air? We just talked about that experience that Alan had when he was younger in his days. Being threatened on air, not by Michael Kusang. No, 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 like not by Michael. It wasn't actually. Michael Kusang. It was another caller, another person. It was a, it was a fan. Oh, yeah. uh, I can't no. imagine after all these years, someone messed with you or something, right? No. No, you know when we when we started with FM One Hundred, people were so happy to hear the music. I don't think they even really thought about giving us crap about stuff. And then I was that small Japanese guy, so. Right, you know, they that's me. They can that, take me out. Yeah, that's they can me take too. us out in yeah. two seconds. So there really is no point to threatening us. It was <laughs> yeah. just cool when like Iz would call out of the blue yeah, yeah, for yeah. no reason at all. That that was that was neat because he'd just be cruising in his house. Hey, Devin, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly! So that part was cool. Did you ever record those conversations? Mm. You have it? You know, I did. I had it, and I I don't know what happened to it. I had oh, a man. copy of it. And everything. Those. Yeah, That's it was a whole. Right there. It was a whole conversation, and he did a. He actually did a drop for me, and uh, and stuff. And I, I don't know what oh. I did with all of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. In in the in the moment, you you don't think much of it, but then now that he's passed and he's been gone for for twenty plus years now, yeah. you think, man, I should have saved that, or that was a. And then, and then the stuff of me bungee jumping, um, that lives forever because um, <laughs> Jimmy the Geek has it and has not let go of it. So every so often he'll let me know that he has it, which is awesome. <laughs> like, r- for real kind of bungee jumping? Yeah. Um, when, again, when I was working at the, that station at FM100, um, uh, we were at the 50th State Fair and they said, oh, we need a jock to, to bungee jump. And John Aieto said, Devin. Why don't you go? I went, okay. And he goes, all right. And then I realized, then they realized, well, they needed to record this and play back on the air, but they didn't know how to do that at the time because this was, and literally, this is the first year that they brought that stupid rig to bungee jump off of. So, Oh, that's right. Yeah, my friend Jay did that. Yeah. And as soon, as soon as I said yes, I said, 
oh shit, what did I just say <clears throat> yes to? And so the re- and then I had to wait like an hour and a half before I could actually go. And so I was just sitting there panicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, they couldn't figure out how to get the recording. So they said, well, you know what, Devin, we're going to, we'll just tape a phone to your hand. <laughs> so John Ayato <laughs> took duct tape and he took, you know, that big brick phone. Yeah. He taped that to my hand and said, okay, hold this up to your face. And then when you jump, just, you know, hold the phone. And he said, don't knock yourself out when you do it because the phone is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. I, what, what year would you say this was? 90. 90 96? No, it was 92 or 93. Oh, yeah. So the phones back then were just. Yeah, I mean, it was all brick phones, dude. There was no. You could have killed yourself. Well, I just probably would have knocked myself <laughs> yeah. out, which would have been a, it would have been a much more pleasant jump because I just would have fell forward and bounced. So would you recommend bungee jumping? No. No? I hated it. It was awful. Only because, only because it's not the, it's not the, it's not the falling part. The falling part is cool. It's yeah. the bouncing. Because uh, you, you bounce, and you bounce, and you bounce. Oh, that's good and you to just know. don't stop. And I'll buff, guarantee. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, I scratched that off my list now. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I actually love the sensation of falling. Oh, I never ever have falling nightmares. For me, they'll be like, oh damn, that was awesome. <laughs> Let's do it again. Like, um, okay, so people at home. Because we don't have, a, you know, like legit amusement parks here in Hawaii. Okay, um, my disclaimer. Uh, do not try Uh-oh. this at home. Uh-oh. And okay. if you if you just can't resist, make sure you test it. So I like to go, say like we go to a hotel. I like to go to one of the top floors. And I'll go out on the balcony and I'll test the railing to make sure I can handle my weight. And then I'll kind of measure. If I have to squat down a little, I'll squat down to where... The railing hits me about middle of my chest. So here I am kind of almost in a half duck squat. I'll take a step back so I'm about a foot away from the railing. Then I'll cover my eyes from the railing like this. And I'll lean forward till... I'll let myself free fall till it hit the railing. So oh, it goes like... It feels so like, like for a fraction uh, of a second, it feels like I'm going to fall off the building. And I love it. <laughs> I do that about like 10 times in a row. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. You so, are a very know, unusual man. I was going to yeah. say... <laughs> <laughs> wow that's I mean we all got our thing you know like I don't I don't buy Xbox stuff I don't buy music I don't you just make like I have like building. my rep my my wardrobe is like our work shirts mm-hmm. you know m- when we go out my wife says don't you have anything else but koala shirts and I say um, no <laughs> low maintenance yeah pretty you gotta much. do that um, you gotta do that repelling thing you'll enjoy Repel- that what is that special olympics over the edge, <laughs> dude. That's your jam oh. right there. Oh, you know I would. That's the one. You, yeah, you, you should get him on it. I'll get Olympics. you on that yeah. thing. You work Special Olympics? Oh no no no! I've just oh. done it like three times. Yeah, every year he yeah, does yeah. that. Okay. Um, repel off. You the repel thing off the thirty-fourth floor yeah. of the Hyatt Regency Waikiki. I would totally that's your dream be come down true. Right you would there. love that. Pretty much yeah. is like. Yeah. yeah. So you just you they give you a little. Do you think they would mind if like there were little kids waiting and I pushed them aside? Get out of here. Uncle's gonna go again. Let me get pulled, bro. Let me go as much time as you want bro <laughs> wow you know you never know how a podcast is gonna go yeah, that's right yeah, like that's oh right. my goodness nothing planned here you know do you think the uh, nico helps Maybe. <laughs> very possibly you grab some more yeah. if you want man. i am i tend to be a thirsty guy yeah ah, there we go drink up well so. while you're drinking uh let's while remind our listeners that they can stay in touch with the show from facebook <laughs> instagram and twitter that's all at high sessions of course you can listen to us on soundcloud YouTube and also Apple Podcasts. While you're on iTunes, Devin, what should you do when you're there? You should rate us. 
and rate, rate us with a five. With a five star. Because there's no other rating to give us. Shoot, what was Skylar's uh, slogan? Five or bust, right? Or something like that. <laughs> That's not but really get catchy, but okay. <laughs> it's hard to call some yeah, I know. You know? Yeah, I, it must have not been catchy because I can't remember it. Okay, and you can also email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. If you'd like to help the show and get more music on the channel, you can donate at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. There you'll get more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. Also, um, we're going to be starting to release music videos come uh, later this month, and we're going to have specific videos only for the Patreon page. Oh, so, nice. yeah, okay, getting back to... Uh, Wait, can, Al- I, can I plug you guys on that a little bit? Okay. Because it's like, you know when they ask us, like, oh, how good is your ukula? Like, how does this stack up to... It's uncomfortable. It's an awkward mm. question to, oh, to answer. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh, so, uh-huh. you know, for those of you out there listening, as well as who you might be wanting to encourage to listen to this, um, it's real. If you get behind this and you support it, it goes a long way because there's, there's a lot of people that we know and we're familiar with that Thanks, we call right. our friends and family that aren't working right now. Hmm. And we're not sure when they're going to go back to work. And your patronage helps. It helps to put... They have kids too. Well, they have they have mortgages to pay, um, and it's, it's not a guilt trip. It's sure, it's sure. a way for people to say like, I've I've I used to work for like uh, five NPOs before. Now I'm down to one. Um, fundraising is always the hardest. Yep. But it's also I forgot word to cite, but people generally want to be involved. Mm-hmm. And in this day and age, it's a little difficult to become physically involved because of the physical restrictions. One way that you can is you open up your pocketbook. Even if you think it's token, it'll right. go a long way. Yeah, you can be there for a dollar a month. And, uh, you know, one of the things we like to do on the High Sessions channel is feature different artists and playing different instruments. So I always try to do an interview and find out what instruments. And we've had Koaloha artists come on. And you were saying, people say, oh, what does the instrument sounds like when you have the videos that we produce and things like that you can point straight to an artist and say well this is a koaloha sponsored artist this is what he's playing and go listen to that you know mm-hmm. well hopefully um, the koaloha artist is playing a koaloha <laughs> they, they should be right right but it, yeah it gives examples and you guys have been doing a little bit of video on your site too right lately <clears throat> we've been doing what we call uh, a koaloha live uh-huh. and for us um, I guess you know we're not giving giving the farm away, but we've been into driving QR codes because what we want to do is we want to be able to deliver the physical factory top shop tour experience digitally as well. I see. Um, so the QR codes is one way, and also we want to be able to feature our artist, um kind of with something without a postmark on it so when they come in and film with us we tell them just for example no current political or social events no this is what i'm working on right now so that for them who they may not get behind a camera and and shoot like in hd um they have a calling card for when they get a request like would like you to appear at our festival or we're putting together this tour do you have something that you could send over and it's not poolside at a hotel with Mm -hmm. god bless the iphone or samsung it's not shot off of here it's shot you know with a cameraman Mm. your sound is all balanced and everything because we even have a soundboard up and everything um 
it's something that we share with them uh, so that they can pass on you know because we're you know we're not trying to we're not trying to do say like what you folks do or what some other people are doing you know on tv and mm-hmm. stuff like that it's a little bit more for private settings to promote our company promote our artists and to give them something that they can share and pass on so yeah. at your place Kolo Kalele is located next to Yolani Sportswear off of corner street you do have <laughs> like a um Oh, you got all of that in in that one sentence. That's pretty, pretty good, good. Yeah, you, 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 you missed slush. You never did a number. But anyway, you guys have a setup there too, where you guys have kind of computer sessions and stuff like that too, right? We, yes and no. Um, originally, before before the center design, like what we call the. It has so many names. <laughs> it's kind of like the common area, which is like a courtyard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were all going to have our separate entrances from the parking lot. So our shop was going to be kind of like the venue. So we built it large enough to do an intimate gathering, say maybe 40, 50 people seated and relatively comfortably. Um, <clears throat> then the courtyard was developed after we drew our plans and everything, mm. which which is fine. Um, so I helped them build out the stage and dress the exterior so that when people come by we're hoping that you kind of surprise that oh this is not what i expected mm-hmm. you know mm. you, you walk up and you feel kind of like enveloped in what we're calling like an, an experience a made in hawaii experience that locally based uh operated businesses that just kind of cater to how you feel mm-hmm. more than anything else that's cool cool hey um i wanted to start off this pod you guys have a very interesting history. And uh, I'll tell a little bit of a story before we go into, into Alan. But so we, we, they made a, mo- a little short film out of uh, the history of Koloho Ukulele. It was an animated film. And they took it to, uh, where, where were we at? San Francisco or San Diego? That was, oh, San Jose. The one, San, okay, San the one Jose. When right. my brother forgot to bring the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, sorry. Yeah, so, so anyway, we. Uh, so they made this movie about the Koaloha story and we're supposed to premiere it at this theater in San Jose and we all fly up there and I'm part of the crew that's gonna I'm the entertainment prior to the movie so we got some ukulele stuff going on before the movie right and uh, maybe <laughs> we get all the way up there and uh, find out about oh hour and a half before we're supposed to go on that Paul Alan's younger brother forgot to bring the DVD <coughs> of the movie Oh, and uh, this is in the era, era of uh, you know streaming is just began. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like 2010 or something, right? Something like that. It, yeah, it and wasn't. <laughs> streaming wasn't something that people just like. Say, yeah, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't like just, it, oh, like, just grab it from your Dropbox. Dropbox didn't exist back yeah. then, and so um, yeah, that that was one of the more memorable nights because I, I was just so thankful it wasn't me. Like I didn't do anything wrong. But I'm backstage and I get to see all of the um, chaos, you know, that's going on before. And, uh, and I forget how we got the movie. Did we stream Did we stream it? Were we well, able to stream it? We got bailed out by Ukulele Underground. So, oh, you know, big right. mahalo yeah, to the yeah, brothers yeah. over there on Kauai. Um, they were hosting it on something. Because um, like you said, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff was pretty new. Yeah, yeah. And the file was pretty large, you yeah. know. So, for that time, for that time. So even after 
they jumped on with us we had to make sure that the connection could handle mm. um streaming the video wow. over and <laughs> so it's funny because you mentioned backstage right yeah a lot of times like uh say even like with this this podcast you know it takes the coordination it you know the, all the communication and everything and a lot of times for people behind watching or listening it you just end up with a you either enjoyed what was presented or you didn't but backstage you remember the oh this was a bad idea (laughs) i don't think i'm gonna do this again and and i understand there's i I don't have any yeah you know any judgment for that that kind of sentiment yeah the funny thing is before we took the trip i vividly recall being in my brother's office and telling him did you pack the dvd and he was a little irritated at me and kind of like brushed me off like yeah 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 i got it i got it yeah and we head there and i think uh, wait did i MC that night john you uh you did i and did you, right you okay. Yep. Uh-huh. okay so uh-huh. i'm heading on and off stage right to try and you know just do what an MC does and then i'm i hear wait a minute wait what there's no dvd and i thought my brother was fooling around because we always joke around <laughs> yeah yeah but then when I see the look on my brother's face and for the 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 gentleman that brought us up, the look on his face, mm. like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> this is real. Yeah, uh, that was I, fun. I what think, kind of big brother are you? I think, I think we should drink more today. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what do you say? Did you, gonna, did you beat up your younger brother when you were young? Were you guys have a good relationship? No. I mean, was he scared for his life knowing that he forgot the Kyle DVD? Kyle says that because his sister was afraid for her life. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, but me and my brother have a big difference, like nine years. Oh. And um, oh, okay. he, he was like the baby, so yeah. like I could not touch him. Oh, you're a good big brother then. No, no, no. I, I wouldn't older. say that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you. My, my, yeah. my sister is nine years younger than me, so I know exactly where yeah. you're at. Grab yeah. the bottle. So in, in a sense, like your sister had two dads, yeah. and my brother is like kind of like yeah. had two dads, yeah. you know. But they don't listen to so, us. They don't yeah. listen to us at all. Yeah. You go, no, that's why I told you, bring the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so in any case, uh, that was one of the most memorable backstages. Because you, you, people go, oh, I want to go backstage on it. You know, honestly, unless you're a Motley Crue, like, backstage is pretty much just a dude sitting around waiting to go on stage. I mean, there's not much that goes on, but that mm-hmm. night there was a lot going on. There, there was, was a lot of uh, panicking and running around and trying this and doing that. And speaking of backstage, I, I won't disclose on air on camera. We should talk story. I'm not sure if I wrote, if I ran my idea past you before. Okay. Um, it has something to do with backstage. Okay, we'll, we'll get to that. A little bit. But um, okay, so so going back to the Koaloha story, you guys, so that's a lot. It's in the. Is there anywhere where we can see the movie? Um. Hmm, I'm not sure if I'm at liberty to disclose right now. Okay, well, well if you well, can, so you, know, it's you not can't watch it on the YouTube or something. Yeah, it's not there. But uh, it's a good movie, though. I saw that documentary. Yeah, yeah. Once, if uh, if we do get a chance, we'll we'll post it. Okay, yeah. we're, okay. but if most not, I can say we're we're working on it right now. Okay, um, it's getting reworked, or are you just working on distribution? No, next year is the tenth anniversary of oh. it. Wow. So oh, okay. your calendar when you marked it is like, like spot on. Oh, okay. Um, wow. So we, I've been talking to the producer, and this this year until you know, I mean, we're not the only ones experiencing the effects of the virus, but this year was uh, 
a big year for us that I was going to invest in reconnecting or, or, you know, developing new friendships as we like mm-hmm. to call them because we don't like to work with people that we don't consider friends. Money, mm-hmm. you can make money doing anything, but yeah. it's better to have a friend. A friend will be there for you. Sure, sure, sure. So this year was supposed to be that way, and I was going to do a bit of traveling to just to see like who shares or who took our heart here from Hawaii but maybe they couldn't live here anymore and mm-hmm. how could we connect how mm-hmm. could we combine our energy and our resources to say you know we're going to present things that make people happy we're going to make people we're going to help reconnect people to how they feel you know and it, it's regardless of what kind of event or whatever you're doing people respond to how they feel mm-hmm. at the end of the day yeah. You know, toilet paper makes you feel good. <laughs> Much better than the days when they use newspaper. <laughs> so even with that, right? We no, it's, it's some would call it marketing. But I yeah. say it's connecting with your persona. Mm. It's connecting yeah. with the person. Sure, sure, sure. You know. Can we so, can we start with before the roots of Koloha? Okay. Like I've known Adam since the nineties actually. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Really? And um what what I remember was there was a plastic shop on the side of um, the canal, Kapalama Canal. Well, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, maybe you can. He's gay. Yeah. Oh, oh, that, that's that. part of the story. Yeah. How did they transition from that to ukulele? Yeah, that's what that's what I want. That's to ask. what I'm saying. <laughs> well, we're copying each other, man. But yeah, can you can you elaborate on that? Because I remember it went from plastics to wood. And okay, I'll I'll do one better. I'll go back even farther. So. Back in 1971, I think, my dad had a commercial jingle company. So um, I'm not sure who out there is still familiar with names like Brian Robert Shaw. Um, he was like Sea Wind, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, okay. Um, he was my dad's commercial writing partner. Mm. So <clears throat> they produced stuff like... Uh, Coco Marina, I hear the children singing. Oh, okay. Coco Marina, that and Woolworth knows your family and your family's every need. Wow. Um, so, wow, so they did stuff like that, and you know it was just pretty neat. I, I got a chance to grow up in the studio. So, mm. while I can't play crap and I can't read music anymore, um, I'm very thankful that from an early age my ear was trained. So. Mm. Sometimes it's a curse because you hear everything and you become critical of anything that's performed. <laughs> but no. sure, sure, sure. Um, but I, I got to meet like a lot of the legends. Um, you know, I, I think I got to spend time in Sounds of Hawaii um, when Audie Kimura was recording, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. You know, his Lovers and Friends yeah. album and everything. Um, and... <coughs> That's actually how the company started. It was true commercial jingles. Um, <clears throat> but my dad tends to be a little avant-garde. And just he's, he's quite the artiste. So maybe the world wasn't ready for him or he wasn't ready for the world. I'm not, I'm not sure which one. Or maybe both. <laughs> <laughs> and the music writing kind of went dormant. But he kept the, he kept the company intact. And eventually, it became um, Precision Plastics, yeah. okay. in which we manufactured a houseware line. We did custom fabrication of displays, um, fish tanks, huh. 
Like right wow. now, if we were still doing that, and you go to the store and you see those plastic barriers up, like we would be doing oh, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Mm. Then you'd be super busy too. We would be super <laughs> busy, but, <laughs> yeah. but leading up to that, we probably would be kind of not too busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I met Adam, it was in the mid '90s during the Pog craze. Oh, okay, okay, and I was okay, working okay. for Locomotion at that time. That's right. Okay. And um, they would tell me, okay, Kyle, Kyle don't hit the table. This, this, oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> this pod, um, this Pog thing is gonna be huge. So work on it once a week. Okay. And then it turned into Kyle work on it every day. <laughs> and then it turned into we well, need just designing Pogs. Yeah, it was that crazy wow. back in the nineties. So I kind of remember, but I don't. I wasn't never into Pogs. Well, me either, but we, I guess I, my job was to design it, right? So then I had to I had to research and do all that kind of stuff. Then Slammer started to become popular, which was this bigger Pog made out of heavier plastics. Okay. And everybody started going into that route. So I called Precision Plastics up, went down there, met his family and his dad. And I think we were, I mean, we were kids at that time, you know. But we did talk to each other about putting together locomotion. Um, yep. I, re- I remember those. Plastic hitters. Yeah. And that's how I met Alan. And then years later, I met you again when you were doing ukuleles. And I was just like, how did this transition? Because like, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. in plastics, you know? So that, that's, the, that's the history of how I know him as a plastics guy. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Yep, pretty much. So, so okay, so <laughs> you, you guys are doing plastics and then you have this, your dad has this okay, revelation, so, right? So one day, like dad used to sing with um, ukulele legend Otasan back before i was born and a little bit into like my early childhood um like down at like the queen kapilani hotel and all that kind of stuff and um i think he was kind of at the tail end of the golden age of waikiki zulu linda Mm. green Mm -hmm. um i think even carol carol kai at the time okay um and of course don ho was going strong Mm um so dad was in there late 60s ish and he's a crooner so he'll he'll do like a lot of the uh, american standards you know like days of wine and roses and stuff like that and um thing is with my dad that he's passed on to me like i don't i actually like to sing but i can't remember lyrics like uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) um I don't get nervous, but I just go blank. And my dad would go blank. He'd wear the wrong uniform and get scolded because, <laughs> as back in the day, everybody weren't didn't wear like different t-shirts and yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, they all wear the same stuff. Um, and um, I, I think I can say this now that we're like 40, 50 years into the into the future. It was a little heavy back then. Entertainment, mm. you know. Um, you'd have a, interesting guys come in into the bar and little intense at times where when uncle would have to tell dad uh, hey be careful mm. something might go down tonight <laughs> you know, like oh, really? wow. yeah what bars were these can you remember what i mean it was like in waikiki. in waikiki you know and you know then they'll get the assurance like oh how's it we're just here to have a good time and then the mood would kind of settle and my dad says, like, how the hell are you supposed to sing? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, smile, like, hi, <laughs> welcome. Wow. <laughs> so uh, so it, was, it wasn't really the thing for him, I guess. So he left that. and uh, But it went into plastics. 
the, the normal transition of from yeah music. i mean yeah. that's <laughs> the, plastic. Yeah, the thing that everybody does if, if, getting if kind anything, of nuts yeah. Yeah. going to plastics yeah yeah it gives you a little sneak peek into what my daily life is like at work yeah. <laughs> so, but when you have a when you have a creative father and yeah. people say oh you're so lucky he's so creative so, i had to actually try to sell cookies before to easy music and you know cookies yeah because my dad decided he wanted to make cookies <laughs> as an ukulele maker but otasan <laughs> was the one who told your dad oh yeah okay so otasan is the one says he tells him you know what my sister has this store and i know you're i know you guys not doing so good you want to get busy they come in and they buy miniature guitars from her because it looks like ukuleles because she has like this specialty gift shop so he tells my dad make miniature ukuleles so um my dad being the way he is takes up the challenge mind you he drops everything so i'm left running the company like all <laughs> by myself um and not only did he want to make a miniature ukulele but he wanted to make a miniature ukulele that was tunable and playable oh, man. which he did wow. Um, wow. unfortunately for me six months later so um we went with that and we can literally say koloha had like a little beginning no. <laughs> um, we started small <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and we got into at the time i think alamona had the museum shop or museum store Mm -hmm. museum company mm -hmm. and mm. so we got into there and we thought oh maybe that'll open up into a national exposure into a chain and never really did <laughs> um <laughs> we got it into macy's and i think they sold maybe two or three <laughs> oh, and the dream of making these ukulele kind of was kind of fading fast as just as fast as it came up um then Roy Sakuma, who was one of Uncle Herb's prodigies, came by and just kind of rekindled his friendship with my dad. And my dad was showing him the mini ukulele. And um, Roy says, hey, you know, if you can make little ones, can you make full-size ones too? Because my studio has a demand for it. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, my mom's in my dad's ear too, saying, hey, if the little ones don't sell, why don't you just make regular ones? and um here i am you know manning the company and like any good japanese family my dad was we, we can joke about it now he was really really harsh with me really mm. really mean um <laughs> the tone just dropped right now <laughs> <laughs> but i mean he was real like uh yeah. i yeah i wanted to i actually wanted to kill my dad you know um and i told him I said, once I hit 17, I realized I'm going big boy jail. And you became safe. <laughs> I said, but prior, so prior to that, I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, that's part of the history, right? We, we yeah. get along fine now. And so here I am thinking, goodness, insert your adjective of choice. Um, this guy's nuts, you know, and we had a big fight like a really big fight and i got up in my dad's face and, and you know we said a lot of fancy words and i told him i, I served you faithfully man like for how long 
and I never complained. And even when you make decisions against my better judgment, I said, you kind of let me run the company until you don't want me to. And now that you're going to do this, I said, sorry, you're, you're on your own. Then I didn't quit. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had a couple more big fights that involved my brother too. <laughs> but then we, we fit into a groove where we figured out what our roles were. Because sometimes in a family company, it's hard to make that determination. Because more so when you have strong personalities. Um, it took us a little while, but then we, we figured it out. And they finally, they finally realized that I'm the alpha and there can only be one. <laughs> <laughs> and... No, we just found a we found a nice groove. You know, if we had a film crew back then, it would have been like American Chopper or Hawaiian style. Do you know yeah. that we got courted by two series at once? No way. Yeah. Wow. We we were approached by two different production companies to do um, reality TV on us. Hmm. When in the nineties or <laughs> this? No, this was in the early two. Th- I'll say about ten years ago. National kind. Yeah, national. MTV. One was Nightlife. Um, I think they produce... Uh, if you look them up, they're, I mean, they're legit. And uh-huh. uh, another one came through a media contact. And I used to keep a media contact list in, back in those years. So I ran it checked through like, uh, different people in, mm-hmm. in PR, marketing. And everything lined up. But I wasn't real comfortable with the sign-offs and for the workforce or the workplace interruption might have been challenging for what they were offering in initial pay versus Uh, potential mm. downtime Mm. Mm. Um, because we would have loved the exposure because we way we wanted to present it was that ukulele is fun and engaging and we also kind of wanted to do it in a way, and it's not to sound self-righteous, but we, we love to give back. Mm-hmm. Um, how can our market as a whole benefit from our exposure? Like if we were at the forefront as a name, we felt we already get the initial and secondary tertiary exposure. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to have a scream called Aloha. What we wanted it to just kind of pound away is that ukulele is a viable industry. That, you know, people are playing it. You hear it in commercials. Mm-hmm. You see it right, on right, TV. Right. Mm-hmm. It's legit. It's here to stay now. So so actually, one of the questions I had for you was um, now there, you know, ukulele has mainly been a Hawaiian-based instrument. I mean, people associate it with Hawaii. But now that it's become so popular, there are manufacturers coming out on the mainland and from China making their own ukulele. So how does a company like yours... You know, we do have a little bit of an advantage because people do still associate ukulele with Hawaii, but um, their advantage is that they're, they can do things bigger. You know, they have more space and all that kind of stuff. So how do you compete with those types of, um, I, I guess I can call them threats, mm. um, to your business? Mm, that's, a, that's a loaded question, but <laughs> this is what I en- enjoy, though. This is maybe purely my perspective, but when we first entered the game, we were often told there's more than enough customers, there's more than enough fish in the sea. And I've never agreed with that. Mm. 
if you're my competitor, you're my competitor. That's the way I slice it up. Regardless of your price point, I have children. And if yours sells, mine won't. And my children will go without. It doesn't mean that we can't get along, though. And I think sometimes people fail to make that differentiation in that competition is actually healthy if you look at it, if you view it the proper way. Mm -hmm. Competition should sharpen you. It shouldn't cause you to want to destroy the other person. It should make you better at what you do. Mm -hmm. So I welcome competition. And I have no qualms about saying, you are my competition. Me and one of my friends, she says, we're not competition. And I said, no, we are. (laughs) And I'll help you to the end of the earth. But the moment I sense a threat from you, I'm going to be on my A game. Sorry, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to be up front. And she says, hmm, that's an interesting perspective. (laughs) And I said, because at the end of the day, I I know maybe I'm going out there a little bit with this, but at the end of the day, can I point it at you, John? Sure. Would you rather rather provide for your family or let somebody else provide for theirs? It's a pointed question. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting you on the spot. I guess if you put it that way. It's kind of rhetorical. Yeah. You know. Well, well, they always say too, right? I mean, you have to, um, you have to take care of yourself first because if you can't take care of yourself, then, then how, can, how you can you help another? other people, exactly. right? So I would look at it that way. Thank you. Because I, I think the way I put it was a little brutal and I apologize <laughs> for that. And he just but, answered you but, in a very roundabout, yeah. No, but, way. But it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's more to... It's good job. Good job. It's more to provoke, pro- to provoke thought yeah. because, yeah. I, you know, in Hawaii, we have a lot of... Asian influence as well as the Polynesian influence where it's humility a lot of humility and we're taught to decline we're taught to not accept you know not to accept compliments not to accept gifts etc and there should be a balance mm-hmm. you know between what we openly admit and yes things that maybe we don't freely share but how we address them I, I treat everyone like my competition john but do you do you um keep tabs on all that kind of stuff or? oh yes okay so you so you do know because see i couldn't name a mainland ukulele maker. for me i'm not satisfied if we're busy mm. because tomorrow covid can come mm. right, right 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 i'm not obviously i'm not satisfied if we're slow because right, right, <laughs> for right, obvious right, reasons right, right. but the way we try to keep pace is to be informed and to do better what we do mm-hmm. if anything that's our response to competition it's not we're gonna crush these guys because how dare they how dare this new company start up in hawaii we don't we don't have that kind of sentiment yeah we would actually help them yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah we'd yeah. actually help them but like my friend i gave him warning mm-hmm. i'll help you anything you want you want sources i'll give you sources you want know-how i'll give you know-how but when you enter into the ring i'm not gonna hold back Mm -hmm. and i think i think that's fair and i think it might sound a little harsh but i think it's honest yeah i think people yeah no matter who you what business you're in you're out there to to be at the top right Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, close to, you know, like for us, it's a matter of 
we just officially opened today. My first priority internally is to retain the guys that I have and that they, when I see the, the next generation coming up, they're all at the age where they have little ones. I want them to be able to provide for them. Mm-hmm. When they go to the store, not that it's materialistically based, but when for you to have kids, when your child comes to you and says, Daddy, can I get this? What's your inclination? Right? Mm. For me, no. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, that's, that's my I'm predisposed. I'm predisposed to say no, just in, in, in general way. Sorry. That, Sorry, what, son. With Devin, it's like, son, that's my toy. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. That's usually what you it is. You can't play with that. Yeah, you, can't you can't play with it until you get your driver's license. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, by the way, um, speaking of worldwide, I was watching this thing on YouTube. Uh, maybe I can pull it up and I can put it in the links, but there was this, uh, like, uh, um, What's that show with uh, Howie Mandel? America, oh, America's Got Talent. Okay, mm. but there was a Thailand's Got Talent. So it's, it's mm. this exact same show, but it's just different hosts and things like that. Mm. And this girl gets up there. Oh, she's one of our artists. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. But she played um, Stars and Stripes Forever. Okay. And it was the the way that we used to do it. I don't know if she if she got it from us or if she heard it somewhere else or whatever. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, whoa, like. This arrangement of Stars and Stripes Forever is, is making it worldwide. But she was playing a Koaloha ukulele. Okay, so that's one of your artists mm-hmm. then. That's kind of cool. How much artists yeah. do you have on your team right now? Was it her? So Alan's up. I think so. The, yeah. Well, this is years ago. So yeah. look, I mean, <clears throat> she was a tiny, she was a little girl and looked like that. How many artists? I'm not sure. Um, like, do you, I mean, like, away from Hawaii too I know you have a ton of Hawaii talent playing your instrument but mm. is there a lot of internationally playing koalohas we try to um, it's, it's kind of like a hard a hard balance because we my wife always scolds me about this but we really really value interaction mm-hmm. and relationship like we we place almost in insane priority on it that we don't care how good you play if we don't get along you know you're not gonna be sponsored by us Mm -hmm. um but i think we could get along (laughs) and i can't play for crap so (laughs) we we should talk after this podcast (laughs) let's hook it up i'll I'll stand (laughs) there with a koloha ukulele all day walk around i can't yeah i can't play it but um uh they're awesome we really need to yeah we really need to talk after this podcast (laughs) Because you know, I think there's a whole. New, I think there's a whole another. It's, it's gonna be a. People, it's right? gonna be a quick conversation then. When you just be like, no, no, yeah, no, because you got the you got the people who are you know who are really uh, affectionate ukulele aficionados. Well, well here, here's the And then slogan. you got the people like me who got, suck at playing ukulele. Well, even me, look at how much ukuleles I have lying around yeah. my house. I don't play it. Yeah, be, but you know, it's okay. It's the main thing. The main thing is you bought them and you have. I can be for you, yeah. You know, I am enjoying this. And recently, um, I've been into wine. Oh, oh yeah. well, we're yeah. talking about this new... Um, well, it's not really new, but this... Like, I have my... Yeah, malt whiskey that I got as a gift. At home, coffee. I have my own yeah. little... It's like my own little vino club. Mm. Should I stop yep. you or should you just keep going? I, You know, <laughs> I have no judgment if you don't stop me, but... I have been... Well, we got like 10 people, minutes left anyway. Drink people so dry. We, you know, so, so thank you. Just a little bit more. So that... Uh, 
thank you, Alan. This is a music show, so okay. we have one music question specifically. Okay. Oh God, that uh, Devin's going <laughs> to ask. <laughs> so we'll do Wait, that. Is this the part where I plug my ears and go. Oh, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Okay. It's, it's an easy question. It's an easy one. I think. Yeah. You'll, I no, think I'm just being sarcastic. So we just we just want to know what your three Desert Island discs are. Can it be greatest hits albums? But artists, album, Ooh. something that influenced you or something that you, you know. What Good would question. You, if your kid said, Dad, what, what was your favorite album? This is like the Facebook one. That I nominate you. Yeah. But you only yeah, get yeah, three. Yeah. You don't get You ten. know, that stuff used to bother me to no end. Yeah. Saying like, name ten albums, one each day without any explanation, blah, 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 blah. And I thought, wait, you're already explaining it. Until it was explained to me that no, just post the picture with no mm-hmm. explanation. Because mm-hmm. I thought if you really post without an explanation, you just put the album up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Yes. But but every post says name ten albums without any words or explanations. So I think you're already explaining. I think you. Okay. I took too deeply. I about took too yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How many? How okay. many excuses he in? I know. <laughs> okay, so the first one, first one would be like my all-time sing-along. I'm a little tired of it right now because I sang it too much, which would be Kalapana, mm. the one okay. with their four faces okay. on top. Yeah, we got a lot of Kalapana <laughs> here. Yeah, okay. They are my all-time favorite, like, period. Um, so do you have the, I'm assuming you have the album. Do you have the album with the sequence of the tracks correct or the one where they messed up the tracks and everybody went, that's not how it was go. Why, is that worth more money? I don't know if it's not sure. Because I'm, I'm a late call upon a bloomer. Oh. Uh, I got into them in the early 90s. Like, oh, really? well past. That is late. Yeah. That is, that is like, really I fell late. in love with them when I saw them at Metro in Anaheina. Oh, okay. I was like, damn, this guy's is awesome. Like, what, what was I listening to? Yeah, I never had Mackie back then. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. No, Mackie was there. Oh, Mackie was there? Yeah, Mackie was. Oh. He. Because he was kind of like on and off, but he was yeah. there at Metro. Oh, wow. Cool. Him and Malani. Oh and yeah, it's like damn, oh, like wow. this is nuts. Nice. Just just to um, so. ask, well, what year did you graduate high school and where? I'm just so 80, we know the I'm eighty seven and my school no longer exists. Okay, you, yeah. well, you burn it down or something? Or <laughs> I I would like to, have, but it's <laughs> hollow tile cement, so it's a little harder. Because <laughs> no, we're all around the same age. John is the baby. I went to Grace Bible. Oh okay, up in Aleva Heights. Okay. okay, Puna Gate of Kamehameha Schools. Okay, yeah. so. okay, gotcha. Yeah. No, because so, me and Devin are on the same age as you. Okay. So we all grew up. But we listened to Kalapana back when we... What? Mm-hmm. Intermediate school? Oh, elementary school. Yeah, elementary yeah. school, yeah. 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 But so, I mean, that album first came out in 73, 74. So, yeah. Before John was born. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's older like than I remember, I remember that being part of my cousin's fraternity. Because mm. they used to have the singing contest back then. And because mm. my dad was into music, he coached like my cousin's... Um, like I guess they're singing competition so mm-hmm. there's all these young guys coming around the house and my dad playing piano for them and they were singing Kalapana you know? nice that was, that was pretty neat okay so you got Kalapana the first album with <clears throat> the four faces so Kalapana and then next one would be what I love to sing but I'm never allowed to when we travel and it would have to be Collective Soul Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Okay, okay. I, I would like, not have yeah, been yeah. a collective soul. No, guy. The am, red album. I am the, the, an angry little Japanese man. <laughs> and it, it gets me going. Is that the one that shine on it? 
I believe so. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good yeah. album, man. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about those guys. And then my last one, can I break the rules because I'm a rule breaker? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Last one to be a single, and it might actually be my favorite song that I always sing at karaoke. And my brother says, Stop it, you're depressing everybody. <laughs> Which would be Like a Stone by Audio Slave. Oh, wow. That's a good song. That's yeah. a great song. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be a really spot on Chris Cornell kind of singer to yeah, hit that boy. We got time, you guys want to hear? Yeah, maybe. Just okay. acapella right now, go for it. For real? Yeah. Serious. On a cobweb afternoon in a room full of emptiness by a freeway, I confess I was lost in the pages of a book full of death. Reading, I will die. I never could lay to rest. Anywhere we wanna go. There you go. Oh, yeah. oh, very good. I'm not sure if I could hit the screaming, so I stopped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trying right now. That is the hardest thing to be. You know, uh, Chris Cornell is a is actually a really good singer. Yeah. When I was doing voice oh, oh, lessons, so am I. Oh, oh so oh, sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> no, back in the day, my my uh, vocal coach used to use him as an example of mm. someone who got progressively better. Like yeah. he played mm. the first album that they came out, Soundgarden. Yeah. 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 And he yeah. played it later, and he said he's working with somebody because you can see the difference in his. Here, I saw some yeah, stuff on like Howard Stern that just blew me away. Just him oh, yeah. and his guitar, you know. I do more than Chris Cornell though. What else do you Eddie Vedder and stuff too. <laughs> He's Eddie, the, Eddie, he's I'm, the Eddie I'm not too good at. Yeah. But I can do Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> Shall I dare? Jerry, Jerry Santos. Okay, okay really? do a quick one on Jerry. Okay, wait. <laughs> okay, wait. A little bit nervous now. Just his uncle's listening. You like, you like John playing background? I remember days when we were younger. <laughs> we used to catch hope in the mountain stream. Round Colau Hughes, we ride on horseback. Hmm. Not bad. Not bad. I do Mackie. Okay, do Mackie. Always say mine. And I believe you every single time. Are we going to get kicked so. off YouTube for this? I don't know. Who cares? Okay, so, okay, so, so when my dad is a vocalist, for, okay, I'm, I don't claim to be a vocalist, but I just enjoy singing. I struggle with what my own voice is because I've spent my childhood. Yeah emulating other people mm -hmm. that's me mm -hmm. so see yeah. so it's like yeah, singing me, your right. own yeah. voice like yeah. oh i don't know my own voice because yeah. i've imitated mackie yeah. jerry mm -hmm. like you name it and i try to sing like the person yeah mm -hmm. that's the question i asked well, you well, guys well here's the right? secret when well, you find yeah. your voice you know yeah. once in a while i can do you but i gotta be <laughs> in the like i gotta be in the pocket okay let's let's let's, let's try to imitate john then, <laughs> oh god <laughs> Shoot, this, is, oh, this is pressure I, and I don't know the lyrics, so I'll be like, uh -huh. <laughs> How can I get over? Wow. Too much whiskey. Oh, it's getting to be that time, man. Yeah. Hey, actually, this, this is hey, fun. Like, like this is trouble. this reminds me of work. <laughs> like yeah, that's for, what they for, do. for us, this 
when we're like having fun this is what a koala day is like uh, and so like thank you guys i really enjoyed today because oh. it i can probably take that down by myself before i feel well, it there's some more for but, you well thank you that's very kind of you sir but there you know go. what? When when this is you're, you're like a Japanese gunkadidis. Yeah, whatever that means. That's what I am. There you, but, go. Um, okay. you know, um, when this is all over, this COVID <laughs> thing, and we can go to a karaoke bar. That that seems throw away my notes yeah. here. We know yeah. the perfect place to take you. I don't know if you can there that's or not. That's that sounds good. Never went to a Night Nav Rock House. Oh, dude! I just went there with Kale. Let's go. That sounds good. Devin, John, we'll all go down and sing karaoke. Rock House. All right. No, Kale Hannah's. Oh, Kale Hannah's. Oh, like his yeah, his man, sister had a birthday party and she yeah. like had it there. And it was like my first time there because I don't really go out. Because yeah. unfortunately, at 5'4, I'm Big Brother Magnet. Like, what does that mean? Like, the biggest guys like, like call me out. Like, like fight? Yeah, like I'm tiny, dude. I'm tiny and I'm like 5,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no. You have like a. Are you gonna punch maybe? I mean, I do have an angry face. Yes, yes. But that's only on the surface. Yeah, when you, when you get to know me, I'm he, really no, cordial. Yeah, sweetheart inside. You're a good guy. Dude, I get I get called out at Starbucks before. I stopped going to Starbucks for a little while, because even oh. the even the um, barista barista calls me out. No, <laughs> oh, come on, tell us. I kid you not. Okay, now that it's years removed, right? I used to go out on sales calls, and. When I go out, I thought, okay, you know what would be a nice treat is if I just get the guys some, some drinks. So I go to Starbucks, you know, I'll say in Kapahulu. <clears throat> so I order my drinks, and this lady's like, excuse me, I'm still waiting for my camera macchiato. And the barista goes, yeah, hang on. And like, this would only come across here, but not on like the actual podcast part. The barista goes, yeah, hang on, I'm making out a drink for somebody. Oh, brah, you give me that kind of attitude. Wait, dude, like, I provided work for you, homeboy. Like, don't fight me. <laughs> fight the lady who's asking you for the drink. Like, and then, they, they, I don't know, like, Starbucks at one point in time was a bad place for me. I'm waiting in line for my drink at the Liberty House Starbucks, right? You could have had a bad day. And I, I've seen where people spill something. Have you ever seen a coffee spill? In a Starbucks? No. It goes everywhere. I seen one spill on a person. But oh, it was so oh, hot, steam came out of her jeans. Oh my god. Oh. And she was so embarrassed, she walked out and I know she had to go to the hospital or, or you know, get attention because it was like and steam came out of her oh, jeans. My god. Like, oh my god. Everybody's like, Whoa and then she felt so Unless ashamed. her body was super cold. Maybe. <laughs> if her body was super cold. But it was then, it was right? during a day, so yeah, she okay, maybe cold, not. But man, I was like I was worried for her. She probably drove home with That's hospital. like whenever uh, someone cuts me off or, or is speeding in traffic, I just feel like I just tell myself, Man, that guy really needs to poop. Yeah. Oh, so because then it makes me feel better about it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, sometimes I just hope, oh well, maybe he's wife's pregnant or yeah, 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 yeah. knowing mad, how you know? I know you, that is very John Yamasato of you. Very zen. <laughs> very yeah. kind. Very kind. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, we're coming to the hour mark. We'll cut it here and we can continue on. I'm going to keep the thing rolling uh, just so that we can maybe post on our Patreon page of all the back, you know, the afterwards. Yeah. 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 So in case going. more juicy Great. stuff comes yeah, out of this yeah. conversation. Okay. So we'll sign off now. Alan, thanks so much for doing this and coming in and being our first post-COVID Woo-hoo! live. Hey. It's going to be our first videoed podcast. going to be on YouTube. Um, I'm glad you're enjoying the malt liquor. It is and, very delicious. Um, 
Yeah, we'll do this again sometime, my friend. Oh, thank you. This I will definitely call. Yeah, okay. we didn't, like, this was we a whole lot of fun. Anywhere. We didn't, we didn't get anywhere. We got nowhere. Can we cover any of this? Sometimes <laughs> that's the best, though, because. <laughs> We talked a little bit about your place you know and what? how it they started. Can, they can watch the, the documentary. Issues having, no, the issues that. you have with your father, yeah. and then that was it. And then yeah. we just it went just, into But you know, sometimes that's the best because <laughs> a, a lot of other stuff is mechanical. Right. But behind this is real people. Shout out to Brother Gabe there. Yeah, Heart Gabe, of gold behind the camera. He's yeah. um, working hard on the steady camera that's not moving. Behind <laughs> it. Turned it on. Behind but, every but company. Yeah. yeah, and he's gonna have to drive him home too. Yeah. I think. Our life yeah, people, yeah, I know, really. yeah, and life people help contribute to the image and perception of the company of how it engages you. So, if you, as long as you guys don't mind that I went off today, um, uh, I don't mind. I'm making, that, I'm joking, but yeah, you know, fine. it's. Good. I think it's critically as important because when you look at our ukulele, I actually get bored when I gotta answer questions about what is the scale length on your soprano oh, and like yeah, for me he's like oh. you know what if you like the sound that's the way to go because <laughs> <You know? laughs> it doesn't it really doesn't matter what the scale length is when you pick it up and you feel it and it feels like emotional um, if it feels like it was made just for you that's the one for you yep. and yep. if it's not mine no offense buy another one as long as you keep playing music so you know my my pure heart guitar was uh okay but anyway signing off thank you everybody for tuning in <laughs> see you later see you later bye, bye. bye. thank you i'm gonna stop